Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cultivate. I am your host, Anna Schmidt, and today I'm with Vedant Kulkarni, the SGA International Affairs Director and candidate for student body president. Hi, Vedant. Hi, Anna. Thank you very much for having me today. Thanks for coming in. Um, so to start off, let's just let our listeners get to know a little bit about you. You can tell us um, where you're from, what you're studying, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Cool. Um, so as Anna said, my name is Vedant Kulkarni and I am an international student here at K-State from Nashik, India. Uh, been here for the past three and a half years studying management information systems and mass communication with pre-law. Uh, have been involved uh, heavily on campus. I have done, uh, I've been participating in multiple organizations, multiple committees throughout my time here at K-State. Currently, I'm serving as the SGA International Affairs Director um, second time in, uh, uh, in two years or so two times in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I've had this position since uh, uh, fall of 2019 uh, on the way till now. And yeah, as Anna mentioned, I'm the uh, candidate for K-State Student Body President, and I'm really excited for the campaign season that is going on right now and primaries next week. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. So say the name of your hometown again. Nashik. So how far of a plane ride is that? Or <laughs> just how much travel time to get to Manhattan, Kansas? Uh, the longest I've traveled to go home is 27 hours. Really? So yeah, and um, uh, three stopovers, uh, you know, uh, you know, transiting through Europe and maybe a port of entry here uh, somewhere in uh, in the U.S. It, it has been a long journey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, my drive home is two and a half hours. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> a little different. Um, so what's your home? What's your hometown like? Uh, so it's a small city when you consider India, but it's a big town, big city when you consider U.S. because its population really? is a million and a half people. Really? Uh, yeah, and um, very crowded, but very beautiful, very warm. So the winter right now is 50s and 60s, so really? <laughs> which I desperately miss after yeah. this week. Um, we're famous for its uh, grapes. Uh, we have the largest vineyard in India, so we produce a lot of grapes and wines, um, onions and oranges. So that's something I've been eating all my life, I guess, mm-hmm. in different food items and everything. Cool. Uh, yeah, and it has the second longest river in India originating in my hometown. So, you know, and I live actually right near uh, the riverbank. So uh, there is a temple, there is a masjid, a mosque. So, you know, um, people can go and pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beautifully, uh, beautiful, very diverse kind of city. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So what inspired you to leave India um, mm-hmm. and then... After you answer that question, what made you settle upon uh, K-State in Manhattan? <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's a good question. This is one of my favorite questions for the past four years. So, yeah. um, so I was in the freshman year of my high school when I came across this concept of study abroad. I had never heard of this. I did not know you could do your undergraduate abroad or anything. And, um, you know, one of my friends told me about it and uh, they were like, hey, if you want, you can come and explore with us. And so I went to a... Uh, organization fair kind of thing uh, where there was a study abroad consultancy service um, and you know they told me all about like what I, what is required to study abroad and everything so after a long tedious one year struggle of convincing my parents I was finally able to uh, uh, you know uh, let them let them let me try to give the SATs and TOEFL which is an English language test which uh, uh-huh. uh, students uh, international students have to take for um, uh, studying abroad 
And once my scores came back, um, they were pretty high and my family saw my passion of studying abroad. So they uh, uh, accepted my willingness to be here and they were like, okay, uh, you know, you can go ahead and try, uh, but just, you know, be careful and everything, you know, the basic instructions and all. And um, so, yeah, uh, after my scores came back, uh, uh, my consultancy services gave me a list of like 12, 13 universities mm-hmm. all across the nation. So there were universities from Wyoming, there were universities from Connecticut, California, Kansas and uh, many places. And K-State was one of the names in it. Mm-hmm. And so I was just researching one night, just sitting uh, on my bed, just doing my own research. And uh, when I was looking for K-State... Uh, something about this university just felt right. Like, you know, the family culture, the YouTube videos that I was watching of K-State, the yeah. vlogs that student had put from dorms. Uh-huh. Uh, it just, uh, you know, it felt very homely. It felt very family-like. And that's why I put K-State as my top choice. Because even ranking-wise, K-State was much better than any other uh, university on that list. So, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, um, so I finalized the decision to put it as my top choice. And then uh, almost exactly four years ago, um, a K-State recruiter was actually visiting India. Mm. and she invited my family and I to have lunch with her so we went we uh, had lunch with her uh, we got to ask her a lot of questions and yeah uh, uh, after that um, it kind of like I became more confident in coming to K-State and that's where she handed me my acceptance letter as well so that gave a very personal touch to it so I was like K-State is where I'm coming and I finalized the decision to be at Kansas State University. Cool that's cool Um, so what's the is K-State, do they bring in a lot of international students or not a lot? Uh, there was once a time where we had a decent amount, um, but for the past few years, uh, the uh, enrollment has been declining. And uh-huh. it's not just at K-State, uh, it's all across the nation where international student enrollment was declining because of the... Um, you know, uh, there are sometimes the political climate, sometimes just other nations opening their doors. So, you know, I yeah. had friends who had gone to Sweden and, you know, countries that, you know, you don't think of when you think study abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Once upon a time, it was only the United States or the United Kingdom. But like, you know, people were now choosing to go to Canada, New Zealand and places like that, which uh, saw, uh, you know, the benefit in having international students. So there was that. But um, K-State had a significant drop as compared to, uh, you know, other uh, universities, I would say, in the Big 12 conference. I actually uh, created a data analysis and provided it to Dr. Lane and uh, Dr. Emily Lenning once upon a time to show Mm -hmm. how much of a big decline it was. And um, uh, we are still uh, trying to figure out what caused, uh, you know, that decline. But the COVID-19 pandemic even hit it worse because travel was restricted all across the world. So, you know, students who were here could not go home and students who were, uh, you know, in different parts of the world could not come here for the studies. So, yeah. uh, you know, um, it's it's been a troublesome journey, but we are hoping for better things to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so we can talk a little bit uh, more. I like just talking about the international student stuff mm-hmm. because that's unique to any guest I've had on. Um, there's just so many questions there. But <laughs> since you're running for student body president, let's talk about SGA for a bit and then maybe mm-hmm. we can go back to sure. it. But how did you, when you first came to K-State, I imagine mm-hmm. um, between maybe language, a little bit of language barrier mm-hmm. still, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and just being new being a freshman Mm -hmm. it's a little bit difficult to find things to get involved in so how did sga kind of call your name yeah so uh, that's a great question actually so um i was lucky enough to you know go to a uh, a christian catholic school in india and um you know his medium of instruction was english 
It was mm. British English though. So for me, football was soccer. Yeah. <laughs> and um, bell peppers were capsicum. So uh, it was a little bit of a learning curve for me yeah. when I came here. But um, so at uh, you know, I when I first came across SGA in freshman year in my first semester actually during the organization fair, I thought it was something that was ex- exclusive only to American students because it had the word government in it, and I was like, ah, maybe I'm not made for it and stuff like that. But right. um. I had this, uh, uh, you know, a couple of friends, uh, you know, uh, Rajat Kodira uh, uh, out of them. Uh, you know, he is from Kansas City. He's of Indian ancestry. Um, so, you know, once at an event, he just met me and he's like, hey, are you interested in joining student government? And I was like, am I eligible? And he's like, oh, yeah, of course, all students are. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, OK, um, I'll just come to the uh, informal session that they had. And so I went to this uh, uh, program that they had uh, back then called the Accelerated Fellowship Program, which was a six weeks program for people interested in SGA to get them uh, information and have them file to run for Senate. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I went in there. I was very, very much, you know, um, uh, interested in joining student government. And then my with Rajat, my friend Ryan and Stephen Kuchera, I, uh, you know, I was like, okay, let's just try this. I I said to myself and I filed for Senate elections. and I was lucky enough to get, uh, uh, you know, uh, voted in for uh, College of Business Senate. And, um, you know, that's how my journey in SGA started. And in my first time as a senator, I also became a committee chair, a student engagement committee chair, which kind of like showed me the opportunities I had in yeah. SGA. And, um, you know, through uh, student engagement committee, I was able to help create the DEI committee that we have right now in SGA. Mm-hmm. And so, you know... Um, after Senate, I was like, okay, I have had legislative branch experience. I want a cabinet experience. So the next year, I applied to become the international affairs director, and I got it. And I just loved the work, so I continued uh, in the same position this year as well. And yeah, kind of like that's how I got involved. And as I got involved, I got to learn more about all the things that I can do. Um, I had uh, no idea beforehand, so it was a lot of learning, a lot of asking questions to a lot of people. Um, but, you know, I also got a chance to speak at KSU Night two years ago in 2018. Um, so uh, when that happened, uh, a lot of doors of opportunities opened for me because a lot of uh, people in the administration started taking genuine interest in uh, the topic I spoke about, which is the same, uh, declining international students' population. Mm-hmm. And uh, once that happened, I was, uh, you know, really happy to serve on a lot of different committees, including the Strategic Enrollment Management Committee. And that just kind of like cre- uh, improved my interest in like, you know, continuing to do work for SGA and continuing what I do. So Cool. Yeah. Um, and then from there... How did you become interested in running for student body president? Yes, that's a good question. So, <laughs> um, you know, uh, I did not ever think I would, you know, get an opportunity to run for this position. It was quite um, impromptu uh, in a way. And, you know, it was for me the need of the hour to do it. Um, mm-hmm. So what happened was um, last year, there were a lot of issues, obviously, that happened with the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Then there was the Black at K-State issue mm-hmm. and then the case unit hijack issue that happened. Mm-hmm. So. So, um, you know, these three were kind of like, you know, a very significant uh, role that they played in me taking this decision to run for student body president. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened was a lot. Uh, I had like four or five different people approach me and ask me, hey, would you want to run? And I was like, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know if I have the, uh, you know, uh, capacity to do it. I, I just felt, you know, I doubt myself a lot. So sometimes mm-hmm. I just, you know, um, I just felt I was not ready. It's a big commitment. (laughs) It's a big commitment, yeah. yeah. Uh, But, um, you know, yeah, after that case, United incident, I had more people put their uh, hopes in me, more people put their expectations on me. 
and um you know i saw uh, the potential i had whether it was through my speaking skills it was uh, through my leadership skills or it was just through you know emailing administrators across campus and bringing attention to the uh, you know things that are happening on campus and um you know uh, not going to lie being 100% honest there were some disagreements that i had with the current sga leadership with the way they were handling some situations mm-hmm. and that kind of like you know um made me uh, frustrated me uh, but at the same time kind of like was the right motivation i needed and so just two days after uh, the case united incident i was like i'm doing it and i chose to run first in body president after the hijacking yeah mm-hmm. 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 cool uh well since we just mentioned that do you want to explain what that was to the listeners yeah so um you know uh, case united obviously is a very significant uh, event that we have on campus where we talk about issues that matter um you know issues revolving equity and inclusion on campus Uh, obviously because of the covid-19 pandemic uh case unite was pushed online mm-hmm. and um uh, what happened was um some uh, one former student now and his following base uh they f- retrieved the zoom link from case tits website and they started uh jumping from one session to another hijacking those sessions and commenting all kinds of disgusting racist bigoted things uh in the comment section so mm-hmm. they were uh saying homophobic stuff transphobic stuff racist stuff and um you know in uh, the very first session that they attacked i was a part of it because my friend uh was speaking at that session and i was like i'm i'll be there to cheer you up and mm-hmm. as soon as i saw that happening i took out my phone the inner journalist in me woke up and i just uh started live tweeting what's happening i just started putting snapchat videos of what's happening and you know yeah. um uh when this uh you know these big they noticed that i'm tweeting about them what they did was they renamed themselves on yeah. zoom with my name and started putting uh, uh nasty stuff uh, under my name which kind of like affected my reputation on campus so uh, i started panicking a little bit at that point and yeah. i just immediately put all my stuff in my bag and i just went on campus like trying to explain myself to uh, people that hey it wasn't me and yeah. you know it was really frustrating in fact um i was invited to speak at a senate exec meeting uh, it was a tuesday so tuesday evening is and i uh, actually broke down in the meeting just you know trying to explain what had happened and yeah after that what happened throughout that week is a complete blur to me just because it was such a uh, you know disastrous devastating thing um i actually emailed all my professors saying hey um i don't think i can give 100% focus right now on my classes so just uh, you know cut me some slack this week mm-hmm. and uh, I- i'm glad all my professors were really uh, thoughtful and understanding and they were like no problem and um you know but yeah Um uh, but yeah overall that week I I all I remember is I spent the entire week just meeting one administrator after another just talking about what had happened explaining myself and mm-hmm. you know trying to gather uh, evidence against the issue that had happened and um right. but yeah uh, overall it was a very very um you know saddening uh, kind of like uh, uh, event but at the same time you know uh, I knew that it was the event to speak up and you know to be confident and just go ahead with the work I received a lot of threats for you know um talking about it but I just ignored them Um but I did uh, you know really wish that some uh, more student leaders spoke about it there were some there were completely silent on this issue which kind of hurt uh, me as well mm-hmm. um but you know I did my part as much as possible and I was trying to amplify voices as much as I could mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like um race international mm-hmm. students um issues like that are probably something you're pretty passionate about um so 
I imagine that kind of goes into maybe some of your platforms or goals mm-hmm. um, for student body president. And you don't have to go through your yeah, platforms yeah. one by mm-hmm. one because people can read that online and it gets a little bit rehearsed. But mm-hmm. if you would just talk a little bit about the things you're most passionate about, yeah, maybe yeah. like if you had one thing that you could accomplish as mm-hmm. student body president, what yeah. would that be? Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, as you mentioned, you know, um, issues of inclusivity on campus, I'm super passionate about. But, um, you know... Uh, so the three ma- three main platforms for my campaign are financial stability, student success, and campus access. And um, they are uh, we have created those plus platforms specifically because they holistically represent all uh, you know uh, issues that student body faces in general. Like you know not just one particular community, but all student face. Whether it's problem with you know accessing um, some buildings, you know we uh, we have a lot of places that are not ADA compliant. A lot of places with uh, that don't have gender neutral bathrooms and um, you know if k-state wants to be in the top 50 public universities in the next five years we need to be inclusive in those aspects or um what's ada compliant Uh, ada is americans with disabilities act compliance Uh, so you know uh, wheelchair compliancy or like you know making sure our buildings are accessible Um, when it comes to student success we want to ensure that you know um, just because uh, you know uh, your background should not be a barrier in your success you know where you come from whether you're international local student or whether you're a rural student um, it should not act as a barrier for you so you know implementing policies and you know creating those opportunities for students Mm -hmm. to make sure that they succeed and financial stability is obviously uh, you know COVID-19 pandemic has hit us very bad Um, you know people had to take up three four jobs Uh, people have lost their jobs Uh, paying tuition is high students have dropped out which is uh, pretty bad uh, for K-State and the students as well so Mm -hmm. uh, financial stability is I think something that I'm very passionate about and within financial stability is our income sharing program um, so you know um, this is something uh, Maggie actually brought to uh, my attention when she was attending a big 12 conference where one of the universities you know what they had is uh, they partner with local businesses and uh, corporate partners to pull in uh, money as a resource and then provide that as a need-based loan to students at a lower interest rate than what banks offer so that once the student graduate uh, he can uh, they can rep- uh, repay that loan. Uh, you know, uh, uh, at a lower interest rate and at a longer period of time. So they don't have immediate pressure, but at the same time, uh, providing these need-based scholarship, these needs-based aids to all students kind of like helps, um, uh, you know, make sure that they don't have the need to drop out or they don't have to take a semester off to work or anything like that. So that, uh, you know, uh, because finances, I think, is the biggest issue currently faced by college students across the nation. So, you know, that is the most ambitious program we have, but that is a program that both Maggie and I are super passionate about. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Um, so, yeah, we can talk a little bit about Maggie. Mm-hmm. Um, why you her name is Maggie Billman. She was um, two episodes ago on this podcast. She's the current. Correct me if I'm wrong. Speaker. Pro tempore. Pro tempore. OK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how did you guys meet and mm-hmm. how did you decide to do this whole thing together? Yeah. Um, so uh, last year, Maggie was an intern in SGA. And um, fun fact, Maggie and I actually, we ran against each other for Speaker Pro Tempore. And, oh, yeah. yeah and, uh, in fact, it was just not Maggie and I, but even Blake. So it was three of us going for that position. Yeah. And all three of us are together on the campaign. Yeah. <laughs> but, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I, was, I was there for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was it was fun. Um, but uh-huh. yeah, um, I actually met uh, her during the intern program. And uh, mm-hmm. I saw a uh, very passionate leader in that. And I think uh, that was one of the reasons she, you know, um, she won, prob- uh, you know, the Speaker Pro Tempore uh, elections as well. 
um and yeah after that uh, maggie and i we just like you know had a lot of conversations unfortunately um you know right now the legislative branch and the executive cabinet they don't um you know have much conversations or like much uh, interconnected projects but i used to talk to her as much as possible you know get to know people uh, that's something i do mm-hmm. and um yeah so you know overall we were just talking she um you know uh, after uh, a case you know incident she helped me with chalking and everything like that um, we exchanged information about you know some ideas that we had uh for each other's position so you know that kind of like you know uh both showed both of us the passion we have for leadership right and um yeah so um yeah right after a case you know i was like when i decided to run i was like who could be my running mate and you know um uh one of the very first name that came to my mind was maggie so i just called her up and i was like hey are you free friday morning to have a radina's coffee with me i want to talk to you about something yeah and uh, we are so i still remember sitting in the corner table of radina's and that's where i asked her the question she took a minute and she's like yes i'm doing it and cool. that very day we decided to like we are going at it we are starting a campaign and that very afternoon we spoke with natalia rodriguez current dei chair and um you know um uh we uh, told her that hey we have this plan to run together and she's like let's sit down and jot down points that we want to work on and that afternoon we spent 2 hours just trying trying to like you know uh, see where we are pa- what we are passionate about and one mm-hmm. thing led to another and that's how we became running mates and in fact today is maggie's birthday so happy birthday maggie oh yeah happy <laughs> birthday maggie um cool that's awesome um so you seem to be a very busy person i <laughs> when i wrote for the collegian i edited your articles mm-hmm. you write for the collegian you um are on sga and all of the other things you mentioned mm-hmm. so um do you have a certain person in your life that kind of inspired you to become um this involved or just proactive with your life? I mean, I imagine coming to America <laughs> ha- t- took a lot of yep. um yeah, just a a lot of self-starteredness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because yeah, yeah. like you said you had to convince your parents mm-hmm. to do it. Um so yeah it could be just someone in your family or like a, a famous person or a political figure that that's kind of a role model to you yeah um you know for that i would say both my parents and uh former president obama were mm-hmm. kind of like my motivation and the reason i say my parents is um once they once we decided to send that i will be coming to america for my education um you know they were always you know talking giving me good tips you know being friendly with me obviously um and they said that you know um you're going to a big country you're going to a very um you know a uh, popular place and that you have to uh, make your own name now you are going to be independent you have to do your work all you by myself uh, all by yourself so um mm-hmm. you know um so you know they uh, just said that be confident in what you do do what is right and stand up for what is right and um yeah just be outgoing outspoken kind of like that and um i took that advice very personally and i was like when i came here i was like okay i'm not here just for my degree i'm here for a holistic um you know development of me as a person and so i started getting involved on multiple places on campus and the other thing um you know the reason i say president obama is um i used to watch president obama speeches as a child on um, you know bbc or cnn because we used to get those channels back home and the way he spoke uh kind of inspired me in public speaking 
and you know the way he showed his passion for say issues around equity or like you know um things that were happening over here i could not understand anything but the way he articulated his thoughts i think that kind of inspired me and i found him as a very inspirational leader to uh, you know have in my mind so uh, i uh, i call him a role model for me but yeah obviously my parents were the biggest uh, yeah. player in me being this way the outgoing extroverted international student <laughs> yeah yeah have they ever got to come to k state not yet um but we are hoping that next year when i graduate and hopefully the pandemic has died down a little bit they can come here for my convocation cool yeah how often do you do you go home for summer yeah i generally used to go home for summer uh, i was planning to do the same last year but obviously pandemic hit uh, i was yep. then planning to go in winter for winter break but then i got covid and really? because of that uh, i could not travel i had to cancel my plans and so i now i have the hope that i get to go this summer <laughs> yeah yeah seriously yeah. wow that's a long time <laughs> yeah uh, last time i saw them was 2019 so uh, really? my mom had black hair now she has gray hair so <laughs> really wow yeah i couldn't imagine i went to school um mm-hmm. my freshman year i didn't go to k state i went to a school in oklahoma uh-huh. and I when I was there I experienced a lot of homesickness mm-hmm. and so I cannot imagine going. Yeah. Uh like at K-State now I I go longer periods of time without mm-hmm. seeing my family because I have created a little bit of a alternative family here with mm-hmm. my friends and stuff like yeah, that yeah. but mm-hmm. um not alternative I still love my family. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I totally get that. Cuz they're going to they're going to be listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's the same for international students as well. Like you make friends over yeah. here that friends become your family. So It's you know. kind of the only it sounds like the only way exactly. to survive yeah, yeah. here because yeah. being somewhere mm-hmm. for 2 years without yeah. your family. So even my campaign team, you know people who have met only like some of them are like I have met just 2 3 times but I just call them my family because like hey they are here supporting me and that's what family does. So Yeah. 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 Um I think that K-State's a good. Really really it, good. Yeah. It, like I don't know, sets you up for that mm-hmm. in a in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um so what was I going to ask? It was related to oh, so you after college cuz this will be your final year, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. After college, are you wanting to stay in the US? Do you have like has SGA made you have like political aspirations or are you wanting to do something else? Um I don't think I have political aspiration just because um I know that student politics is way different right. than what goes on <laughs> nationally yes, um definitely. but um you know I I don't know I would love to stay here um you know get some work experience and then see where life leads me um uh, because I also have grad school plans I do want to do oh, an cool. MBA and stuff like that but um here at uh, K state or do you know yet No I don't know yet yeah. so yeah but I uh, guess it would be a good option as well uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. but um yeah it I think it depends on uh, where life leads me you know I uh, as an international student I really cannot like you know predict that I'll get a job that I'll get a work visa and that I'll get to stay but um I would love to stay yeah Cool mm-hmm. yeah Um so what are some things that you just to get ca- to know kind of the more human side of you rather than mm-hmm. uh just all of the platform talk um what what are some things you do for fun Yeah <laughs> so um obviously uh for fun love meeting my friends which 
obviously because of the pandemic i could not um i used to attend a lot of upc events um that was pretty yeah. fun um you know uh, they had some pretty good events but um i love cooking so i uh, cook a lot of indian food so i try to cook fresh food as much as possible because it kind of zones me out of everything that's happening i just put on my headphones put on my music and i'm cooking mm-hmm. um love listening to music uh watching movies on netflix or maybe a prime and stuff like that and yeah. going out for a walk like you know i am a big walk person i can walk really long distances as yeah. well so um, whenever i'm feeling like okay i'm bored i just put on my headphones again put on some music and i go out for a walk and i think that helps me as well and i love puppies so you know oh. i love uh, Do seeing you have any my pets? i don't but i uh, you know i really hope i had but um my I friends know. have uh, you know a pet so i just go to their just yeah. to play with the puppies or kittens that they have yeah Yeah, um I don't have any pets either because my lease doesn't allow mm-hmm. them, but next year I think I'm going to get a cat. I love Aww. animals too. Oh, they're the cutest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um who who has better food, India or Kansas? <laughs> oh, don't don't. <laughs> uh I obviously I love to go with India over here just yeah. because I'm more of a um you know spicy food eat uh, eating person and obviously uh, uh I think I US food is relatively more sweet than it is spicy or like more uh-huh. salty uh, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um um so I'd probably go with India with that, but yeah. um, the other thing I like about Kansas is I don't just get like Kansas food but like food from across the globe like yeah. you know I know we have Hoo Hot over here which is yeah. a Mongolian restaurant love it or uh you know there used to be um this Middle Eastern place in Aggieville I forgot Gyroville there mm-hmm, we go mm-hmm. and you know which was good um Panda Express in the Union you know it's it's yeah. stuff like that so we do have a lot of food uh, global food diversity over here um but when it comes to like food I am biased towards India right yeah <laughs> seems like seems fair yeah. I feel like American food while um i like it mm-hmm. is kind of just it is kind of just a combination of other foods made in an american version mm-hmm. like panda express I, in know? a way yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah um so have you found any have you found any places in manhattan that have like good traditional indian food or no Uh so there is an Indian restaurant in Aggieville um Globe India Cuisine so which is pretty good um so whenever like my friends and I we are feeling nostalgic and don't want to cook or, like are bored we just go over there um but you know we have also like um sometimes taken short picnics to Kansas City and there's some yeah. good food over there in fact um one of the theaters in Olathe actually shows Bollywood movies so we have been there a couple times to watch some Indian movies as well really? uh yeah and so that was that has been pretty fun um but yeah so there's one restaurant over here and um i think uh, just because we are a big university with a lot of international students a lot of international faculty i think um we get that food diversity over here and yeah. uh, indian food is always a plus <laughs> yeah for sure um okay well we can start wrapping up but mm-hmm. i do just have one final question that i ask sure. all of the guests um and you can take a couple seconds to think about it because it's um a little more might put you on the spot a little more than some of the others but the question is what is your favorite thing about yourself and i just kind of ask oh, it wow. to um have a little positive note at the end um mm-hmm. because i hope that doing these podcasts can i don't know it allows us to say things we're feeling mm-hmm. and um kind of acknowledge acknowledge ourselves wow. <laughs> oh that's a lower question like um okay so i'm somebody who doesn't like to like you know 
you know say good things about himself like brag about himself like yeah. you know that's not me but um if i had to say anything that i'm proud of myself in a yeah. way or like you know i'm really happy of is like being that outgoing outspoken inclusive person in a way like um no matter who you are no matter what your thinking is i would still love you i will still appreciate you and your presence um, mm-hmm. in this world the world is better because of you and that's kind of like my personality and that kind of like shapes my leadership skills my communication skills or whatever um, you know vision that i have and you know being of that ambitious nature where i like want to try different things when i want to participate in different things or do something entrepreneurial um those are the things that i'm really really proud of myself and uh, this is something i have learned by myself and inculcated by myself i actually used to be a very introverted childhood before a uh, child before um high school and then you know when i made that decision to be here i started exploring more about myself so you know yeah. that that feeling of being adventurous that feeling of being inclusive that feeling of you know trying different things is what i'm most proud of myself and what i love most about myself yeah cool <laughs> yeah. good answer i think that um people who come on this podcast a lot of them are fairly accomplished um because that's kind of the goal is to have guests on <laughs> who you know have accomplished things at k-state or have a leadership position in some form at k-state and i think that a lot of people who have accomplished a lot are forced to be hard on themselves because you have i mean you have to you have to be introspective mm-hmm. and you have to look at what you can do better and how you can improve um but sometimes i think that that attitude can keep us from acknowledging yeah. the good things about <laughs> ourselves so i like that you like that about yourself um Appreciate it. <laughs> but we're wrapping up um so thanks for coming on and uh, thanks to everyone for listening and thank have a happy much. um wednesday thank Bye, you guys.